is broken. Gotta give it a second before we actually get started. Sorry peeps who are actually live. We're just talking about taxidermy. Yeah, we're talking Brian 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 wants to send his, his uh, taxidermy body after he's dead to whatever relatives he has left to proudly stand in their living room. Exactly. And I wanna like can they like add stuff to my legs so I'm like taller? I wanna like hit the ceiling. Can you, <laughs> can they add like four foot extensions to my legs? Sure, why not? I mean, uh, it, I don't. I feel like, like, it'll let's be, be the honest. Fu- Theoretically, it is possible to do this. It'll, it'll be the future. They can probably do lots of things. Anyway, I feel like we can already do it. <laughs> Welcome to Sit the Holics, oh. guys. This is your host David Duncan, and with me is the taxi- Brian. Hello, the, the I'm tax- taxidermied. This is I'm just taxidermied. Taxi- Brian's dead. Right. This is the taxidermy version of him. Well, then I guess it would still be me, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's still you. It's still cocaine bear that's taxidermied out in that uh, Kentucky. Yes, that's where I got the cocaine from. Is cocaine bear? I don't know how long have we been. Li- how long have we been live for? Have I just been talking about cocaine bear and taxidermy this whole time? <laughs> well, for a couple minutes, uh, just because I was saying because it, it, just FYI, guys, we were having some technical difficulties with the podcast, so we've been having to do screen grabs instead of the application grab. So. <laughs> I have to Manual. give it a minute. I have to give the podcast a minute for things to switch over uh, whenever we go live so that uh, it's not looking at whatever other thing I have on my desktop. And so. there's a lot of like codes and stuff on there because you're into like bank hacking and that kind of thing. So yeah. you just have like a notepad and it's just filled with random digits and then it's corresponding what it goes to. I do have a notepad of random digits, but they're they're for satisfactory, not for banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> that's how you play the game. You play the game on a spreadsheet first. But anyway, uh, Brian's got some news this week before we get into our uh, our meat and taters. Uh, news? Well, oh, there is so. news. David, I will start with the one you will know the most about last. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know a little bit about this one, but I just wanted to bring attention to a company that seems like it's kind of stupid. Monster! Monster Energy! So, I didn't know this before. I've never actually, just to like clear the air here, I've never actually had a monster before. I did think their brand looks kind of cool, but I've never had a monster. I... That being said, I didn't know that they were, they like attack video games for like my whole life. They've been doing it since like... For like, for like over thirty years, they've been going after brands where uh, "monster" or "monsters" is in the title of a video game. They've gone after Monster Hunter. They went after uh, Pokemon when it was called Pocket Monsters. They've gone after a new a new game. It's called like it's called like the Dark Side of the Monster's Hand or something like that. And they like copyrighted that because they're like, you have monsters in the title of the name. So you know. Shout out to Monster being pretty trash at being a company, I guess, from the from a copyright standpoint. Yeah, I I think they should only be a legit thing if it's Monster Energy, like in in the thing, you know, like yeah. next to each other. Can you, can you imagine, like, you go to court and like you go, they go after Pocket Monsters, and they're like, "This people are going to get confused. We can't let them have Pocket Monster as a name." They, and it's the same thing with um. Uh, 
Remember, do you remember like two years ago, um, Immortal Phoenix Rising? It was an Ubisoft game based oh. on like a loop. Yeah. Yeah. And that that game was originally called Gods and Monsters, but they had to change it because Monster Energy sued them. <laughs> so like this is on topic uh, to this thing. So did they ever sue D&D for their, the Monsters Manual? Because that's one of the official books for D&D. There's like each edition has its own Monsters Manual. That's true. <laughs> What comes first, though? What well, can't did D and D come D&D first? D and D started in the seventies, so it, I don't know. I know for all I know, monster could be two hundred years old. I have no <laughs> idea how old this drink is. I've never had a monster either. So I'm guessing they're relatively new. Like, what's? I mean, they got to be at least what? 90s? Yeah, no, I'm, that was my guess. Somewhere in the nineties, maybe. Like after that's when energy like, drink started. Like, like after Surge died. <laughs> oh man, Surge! Yeah, it, Surge was replaced with Monster. <laughs> So yeah, I uh, just wanted to you know bring that forward. Besides it being in it, its its own video game, Monster does have like a monster like promotional game and being in Death Stranding. Kind of a crappy company for copyright issues, I guess. If I ever make a video game, I will one hundred percent put Monster in it just to just to ruffle some feathers and get some free PR because I know they'll attack it. <laughs> That's a good idea. Sure, I'll change it. Even though that wasn't originally the plan, anyway. <laughs> and also, there are no monsters in this game. We just call it. We just put monster in the title for funsies. Yeah, it's just there. It's just there to get some free promo. That's all it's there for. You got to play the game. Yeah, why not? Why? Big brain. Um, second piece of news, David. Second piece. Mm-hmm. It's rumored that there will there will be another Sony handheld. What are your thoughts on another new Sony handheld? Would you buy it? Would you consider it? Now that we have probably the Switch, the second edition of Switch is probably coming out probably next year, maybe later this year, something like that. We have the Steam Deck. We have, uh, uh, there's another company that's making like a handheld that's pretty powerful. I think it was Asus is making one. Microsoft's working on it. What do you think, David? Would you buy this? Uh, That's a hard wait and see uh, because... The PlayStation Vita looks so cool, and then like Sony made one game for it, and like uh, some third parties made like a couple games for it, and then poof, that was the PlayStation Vita. That was really sad uh, system as far as like software support, and I was just baffled. Like they they spent so much time marketing it. I remember E3, the thing that's dead now. E3, they showed it off at E3, and it was really cool neat little handheld and then it just got no support at all so um it's a hard wait and see and then and then they started like blaming like third parties and other people i'm like well you're the first party you should have been making more games for this thing yourself if you want other people to jump on board you gotta have games to sell hardware you can't just put out a piece of hardware and like people gotta buy it there's no games for it there's nothing to no reason to buy it and um yeah it's and now we're here it's a hard wait and see like if it's if it's a playstation 5 analog like if it's just like a portable playstation 5 and you can move you can if you've got like a cross save thing that would be a lot more enticing than if it's its own platform sure i don't know i don't know what i, I don't know all i know is that it's in the oven we don't know if gonna ever come out or anything but it's rumored that something like that does exist um yeah what about you? Are, are, are you i don't know it seems like all these consoles are switching towards having a handheld type of thing here did the switch inspire something 
Oh, well, I guess that's probably been a lot of companies' goals. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. Would you get a Sony uh, handheld? No, nope, nope. Don't want it. What if it's a? What if it's like I said? What if it's a a portable PS5? No, don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. I have a Steam Deck. That is, there's nothing's going to be a Steam Deck in my mind. I hope one day we can all live in live as one and I can just own a Steam Deck and play everything on the Steam Deck. You know, plop it in like you do with the Switch and play I'm, it on a TV, I'm plop on, it off. I'm honestly still super dubious about the Steam Deck even getting past its first version because they're they're making a second version already. They're working on it. <laughs> Valve has a notorious but there won't be there'll never be a third version though. <laughs> no, that's it. After 2, that'll be done. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I'm super dubious about anything hardware related Valve puts out because Valve A can't count to 3 and B will just drop their hardware support like out of nowhere. <laughs> We're done with this. But well, I don't I don't know if they'll I don't think they'll do it with this time. The Steam Deck is selling like super well. Their yeah. other hardware stuff didn't sell like the greatest. So we'll see how it goes, but this is selling like it has a couple million co- or a couple million units sold for a brand new, you know, console to market. A couple million is nothing to, nothing to shy away from. I don't think. I yeah. don't know how many. I don't. I don't know what an expectation would be, but yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. I'm I, I'm still on the fence for for Steam Deck. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm definitely on the f- fence about that one as well. So you're on the fence. I will say, as someone who has one has been and uses it, I would say it's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You can do how to do whatever you want with it. And I like being able to do whatever I want with things. For instance, playing Breath of the Wild on it. That's kind of cool. <laughs> now I can play at like, you know, a nice resolution with some nice FPS. <laughs> remove all that fog so everything's not blurry because the Switch couldn't handle it. You know? <laughs> Get rid of the weapon breaking, so weapons no longer break. You know, there's a lot of good things to be said about it. <laughs> the switch, the the Steam Deck just elevated the Breath of the Wild experience. Oh, it made it a yeah, ten out of ten instead of a seven out of ten. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Very good. Very good. So, the last piece of news that you already you kind of spoiled a little bit when you said E3. E3 is canceled. There's no more E3, David. Does that make you sad? We talked about this last time, though. Did we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to talk about it one more time. Okay. Goodbye, E3. We got to pour one out. We're pouring one out for E3. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, E3. Can you imagine if you just start pour, actually pouring everything? <laughs> all, over. all over your computer and all keyboard. Like, ah! Yeah, that would be bad. But no. Oh, uh, man. But yeah, goodbye, E3. Anyway, goodbye, I, I, E3. I forgot we talked about it last time. We did, so... <laughs> Ryan Blanks. Uh, oh, actually, I do have a piece of news. Apparently, Ooh. apparently, Peacock, of all Ooh. places, I guess because it's owned by Universal, which I guess makes sense considering Universal made the infamous oh. Doom movie. <laughs> with, Wait, what? with Doom, the movie with Carl Urban and The Rock. Remember this, Jim? Yeah. Where are you going with this? Apparently, they're making a Doom television show. Really? For Peacock. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to be good, right? (laughs) Like, we got... This is low expect... This is going to be like the Halo show. 
Well, considering the both times they tried to make a Doom movie, they made one, like I said, Universal made one and went to movie theaters. There was a second one made that went straight to Netflix. Both some of the worst movies ever made. And um, I don't think you can really make a make a movie like based on that. I I I, I don't know. There's not really a story or There's, anything. I guess there's like other they're... than demons just come out. Like I mean, you could make I don't know. Like you know what? Just make the movie exactly like the game. Just have somebody like spawn in a room, and then the guy just has to run through each room and just fight a bunch of demons, and then call it a day. Make that a movie. I bet you that's better than anything that they could come up with. Well, no, but it's a TV show apparently. So like, it's yeah. Each episode is a new room. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minute episodes just for clearing like each room <laughs> yeah you don't think that would do good i think that would do any there, obviously you'd add more than just like shooting guns or whatever but like sometimes you'll get hit and you'll be like oh then you'll shoot this oh man i got it i could do this i gotta make a do movie hire me i'll make a good one yeah and then i think also uh other they're talking about i saw something else yesterday also talking about more remakes Talking about a RoboCop reboot, a Legally Blonde reboot, and some other stuff. Like it's just like, oh my gosh! Like, can we not do anything original? Like, no, no, <laughs> we can't. No, not, not we're, anymore. We're in the dark ages of media. Why are you going to make these things so much worse than they already were before? Because nostalgia. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. They're going to be updated for a modern audience. Anytime you see updated for a modern audience, you know it's automatically going to be trash. Exactly. <laughs> if, if that's in the marketing for it because Lord of the Rings was made for a modern audience Wheel of Time was adapted for a modern audience Yeah, Marvel all, all the Marvel movies are made for a modern audience we're modern people in this modern day no, we're, I guess we're not because we don't want the, all the modern audience crap speaking of that kind of modern audience thing uh, I don't know if you've if you've seen this or not but I Prior to uh, podcasting, I did watch the Ahsoka trailer. Did you watch the Ahsoka trailer? I did. Are you excited? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Why was that like a no? For, I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not. I'm. I'm good. Well, it it kills me inside a little bit. Oh, oh. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, you, you, I, I did. I did remember some news. <laughs> oh, here we go. I, this is how it always works. This is how it works. I have nothing going in, and then Brian says something, and it sparks. Oh, I do have something. Uh, the Ahsoka trailer. I don't know it. <sighs> the part where it's like he's the heir to the Empire, and I'm like just groaning because the Timothy Zahn trilogy, heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, The Last Command, were like some of the most revered Star Wars books of the 90s the 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 era which i was reading star wars books like i had zero interest in reading and then my friends told me about star wars books and then like i consumed every star wars book i can pretty much get my hands on uh and thrawn is coming back and the guy that's kind of exciting but also it was redcon wasn't he or no huh was he part of the, he wasn't part of the he was part of the what? eu which is the, uh, these three books i'm talking about Air to yeah, the Empire, yeah. Dark, and then they, so he was they, never he was never redcon because I know they redconned a bunch of stuff. I don't did, know much about Thrawn. They did redcon him because all this okay. stuff around Thrawn is completely different than it was in the EU because you know <sighs> the trilogy brought in Meyer Jade, Luke's love interest, like, and all this stuff is done because they basically just wrote Luke off. 
Oh, okay, they kind of like rewrote. Okay, gotcha. It's, so it's just, it's just, it's going to be basically the Ahsoka and then the Star Wars Rebels cast that's still alive. It's going to be fighting. The Ahsoka show is basically like Star Wars Rebels 2.0. If sure, like, sure. Star Wars Rebels was a fine cartoon show, but like Disney hasn't done anything lately that's made me particularly trusting and or excited to watch any of their stuff. Like people said Andor was great, but I hated Rogue One, so I was never going to support and watch a, a, a Rogue One prequel. And uh, I watched the first episode of Mandalorian Season 3, and... I had zero desire to watch any of the other episodes. Like, wow, this is this is kind of bad. It's like Book of Boba Fett, like nosedived. It killed all the momentum for Mandalorian, and it like oh. basically like undid the entire season two arc. You know who's worse than Jar Jar Binks? Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's in the Star Wars world. The motorcycle <laughs> gang and Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> The Vespa gang. Yeah, oh, the Vespa man. gang. Oh, man. Just everything. You not, do you not agree? You th- you think those people are better characters than Jar Jar Binks? No, they're not better. What? They're worse. Oh, wait. They're yeah, worse. okay. They're, okay. They're, cool, cool, cool. We agree. <laughs> I, I mean, everything. Everything Star Wars is so cringy. Everybody right? hated Jar Jar Binks until, like, until, like, 2019 when... <laughs> They really took a start when Star Wars as an IP took a nosedive. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine returned. Again. Again. Still. And again. Oh, oh man. man. Okay. Just... Well, if you, if I, do, you had, are you getting, did you get, do you still have news? I, I, I thought of, I can think of another Star Wars thing. <laughs> unfortunately, they, they announced three new Star Wars movies. Yeah. Although, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy announced Star Wars' movies and then they never happened. So who knows? But, Ray, Ray is back. Is Ray? <laughs> How much money do you think they gave her? Do you think they gave Daisy Ridley a ton of money because she always she like it was one movie came out and she's like I can't I don't want to do this anymore. So then they gave her more money and now she said I'll never play the character again and now she's coming back. You think that's because a they gave her more money or b she couldn't get any more acting roles? <laughs> oh, it's definitely b. It's absolutely B, because her, her career, Star Wars wrecked her career. She has barely been in anything. If I can't think of anything she's been in. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's something on IMDb, some indie thing somewhere probably that she's been in, but she's not. But in, no big movies. She's not been in anything big since Star Wars, and she's probably at this point just desperate. And so she's well, like. She, I mean, she's probably, she, she doesn't need to like work <laughs> anymore. I'm sure she has like an ungodly amount of money. But she probably wants to. I mean, she's young still. She probably wants to. Yeah. doing acting and like furthering her career and you know maybe she's hopeful that the script won't be a giant piece of garbage for this next film and maybe people will approach her for new roles uh, if yeah. she can be in a big movie with not a garbage script but the, the problem but, is but the way Disney and Lucas Ray, the character is bad I, that's probably a hot take I don't know I'm sure there's people out there that'll say like Ray's a good I have seen a YouTube video of like it was like a snippet of a podcast where they're like Ray wasn't the problem, and then that's where I turned it off because I was like Ray is was not a character. She just was. I'm as strong as I need to be to win. She never. She never learned a thing. She never. never she never really adversity. She, she never got better. She was always the best from the very beginning. Yep. Like she knew the Millennium Falcon better than Han Solo, and she'd been in it for a total of five seconds. 
Yeah, like, yeah. It's so, just this eye-rollingly eye stupid stuff. Yeah. And it's not Daisy Ridley's fault, just like it wasn't, um, what's her face, who played Rose Tico? Like, it's not these people's fault. These, these actors, these poor actors are getting harassed by, by fans. And, like, you do realize these actors have n- n- no say over how their yeah, character goes. Like, Mark Hamill was up in arms about The Last Jedi, yeah. and they had this is, like, not how Luke would act. And, like... He, he didn't have just, a choice. He, he was just ignored by the. Yeah, he was. He was already signed, and he had to do it. That just how it goes, unfortunately. Yep. So yeah, um, I'm not excited for anything Star Wars Disney until like I can see like people turning around. Like at this point, Star Wars, I'm a complete apathy. If if I hear from people online that I trust, like. YouTubers that I follow, and they say it's good. Maybe then I'll, you know, you know, go out on a limb and, and take a look. But I mean, like, <sighs> Star Wars is dead to me. <laughs> Star Trek was <laughs> Star Trek was almost dead to me, and season three of Picard has turned it around. Star Trek is never going to be dead to you. I don't want to. You do not say that. You will always go watch Star Trek. Exactly. I've shut down silence. I've shut you down. Well, I mean, I was close to apathy with Star Trek. I was very close because Alex Kurtzman is running into the ground. Like, I won't have apathy for old Star Trek because the old Star Trek I still love. But anything new, I was about to have apathy. I was so close to apathy for new Star Trek. But season three of Picard has turned it around. Although, I probably won't want to watch the new show they announced, the Star Trek Academy which also Alex Kurtzman is going to be heavily involved in. So anything Alex Kurtzman's heavily involved in, zero interest in seeing. Uh, anything uh, Terry Metalis, the the showrunner for Picard Season 3, is involved with, I'm there. I, I want to see his work, because Picard Season 3 has been phenomenal. Whoa. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. So let's get into meat and potatoes. This was a long news segment. <laughs> Me and potato. It just kept going. It just didn't stop. It just, just didn't I, stop. At the beginning, I had nothing. Then Brian kept saying things that, were, that kicked my brain into gear. Hey, man, we're, we're getting that engine going. So our topic this time, if it's not just news, it's the D&D movie. David, D&D, Honor Amongst Thieves. Mm-hmm. When I first saw this trailer... Well, first I heard a movie, a D&D movie was coming out, and then we both probably collectively like, uh-oh, here we go. And then the trailer came out, and we were both like, oh, okay, this doesn't look too bad. Yeah. The second trailer, you hear some news, you're like, oh, this is still looking pretty hopeful. This is still not looking like it's going to be bad. And the day came. And we're not exactly, uh, like, on topic here. We're or, or topical. We're, this movie came out, what, like, two weeks ago? Two, th- three weeks ago? I don't remember when I saw it. So, uh, David, we're a little late to the party. We didn't review this as soon as, like, the day it came out. But what would you give D&D Honor Amongst Thieves? Give me that number. I'm going to say... I'm going to give this movie a solid eight. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I had a good time. The old D&D movie from the 90s was abysmal, and it was like a weird time travel thing, or they just get sucked into the world of D&D or something. It was just bizarre and dumb. At least this was like a legit D&D story, and uh, I had a lot of fun watching this. So what about you, Brian? David! My rating 
for D&D, Honor Amongst Thieves. It was also an 8. You copied me. I was going to go. I already had an 8 picked out. <laughs> I also enjoyed this movie. There's a lot of Easter eggs to new D&D and old D&D. The characters were fun. Uh, the story was kind of silly. As D&D goes, it's not serious. They didn't take it seriously. Things happened that were funny because that's how D&D is. And it just felt like they were having a good time. Chris Pratt at the beginning of the movie, when you're at the movie theater, they're all sitting at a table and he said, you're a movie hero. And I take, I took that to heart. Chris Pratt Chris told Pratt. me I'm a movie hero or whatever. What's the guy's name? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah. That guy, Pine Tree. Chris he Pine. told me Ca- that Captain Kirk from Star Trek. Yeah. He told me he, that I'm a movie hero for going to the movie theater. And you know what? I'll never forget that Chris Pine. Thank you. So I give it an eight. It was just a fun time. It was actually like normally movie theaters when when I go to them now they're kind of like empty. This was like not like empty. There was like it was like there's there's some people in there. Well, unfortunately, the movie isn't doing great in the box office. It's oh, probably not going to make enough money. I think it's only made like a hundred. We're like going on to its third or fourth week now. I think and something like that. It's only made like not even its budget yet. It was budgeted for 150 million. Or 151 million, and I don't think they've made it. Domestic or worldwide? Worldwide, I think, and they're not even at that yet. Last night, last I looked yesterday before I went and saw the movie, I think they were like 120 something. It it might have been an old article, but I, I, I want this movie to do. I hope this movie. I want there to be another one. I I definitely want to be another one. And I remember hearing some article or reading some article saying that. um, if they make a second one, they were kind of hoping to have Dritz in it, which Dritz is one of the famous dark elves from the books, the D and D books, like the like the novels, not like the not necessarily the players' handbooks or anything like that, but the novels. Yes, they're very very big books. Yeah, uh, if you're curious, I, I have them. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I I would love to see a sequel to this movie, especially one that's just set in the D and D world, and you know, it's just. It, it is what it is, and it's great. And uh, I, 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 I really liked it. And like, the movie does a really good job of like, kind of like doing like real life D and D because you've got yeah. like, they st- our hero starts off in the in the jail, and then like he's like he's like trying to give his backstory to the council to like for his pardon or whatever. And it's kind of like what you have to do for D and D, kind of like you like you choose like a backstory. And like you, you know, a general, and then you kind of like you're trying to flesh it out a little bit, like you know, what's your motivation for your, you know, your character in the game, in the game, like, sure. who, like who you are. So like, it's just kind of fun that like the movie is kind of like doing it for you. So the beginning was a little bit slow, but I understood why they were doing it because it's like total reference to the game. Yeah, it's D and D stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, he he kept needing the like bird guy. He's like, I really think the bird guy would like would really appreciate my backstory. I really think he needs to be here for this. It's just it's just kind of sad that the dragonborn guy next to dragons. Still, I guess they don't have wings. The little uh, dragon guys. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're wingless dragons, I guess. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really good. Like, it was the movie was way funnier than than I thought it was going to be, and like. What was the standout funny moment for you? Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I this think is definitely it's... not what I this I don't think anybody's gonna pick this. I will say, when this happened in the movie, I was 
like crying. I was laughing so hard, but I was trying. I I was laughing for like a good ten minutes. I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but um, there's Michelle Rodriguez's character, which I can't remember that I'm terrible with these names, man. What whatever the to her that she's over here. I yeah that one that one and uh, Chris Pine's character. They are they go see Chris Pine's daughter because he's trying to rescue his daughter from. Uh, whatever the heck they, whatever that guy's name is, because he like, yeah, okay, hold on, we need to like set up some things, we need to set up some things here. The names did not stick with me. There is a group, it's a group just like there is in D&D, there's, four of them are behind, uh, David there, and then there's one more, who's like a con man guy. These, they all get captured pretty much, or they escape, Mm -hmm. that's how, that's how, uh, Chris, Chris Pine and, and Barbarian uh, Michelle Rodriguez get captured. The other two, the the druid is kind of just her own thing, and then the wizard was there, but he escaped. And there's another guy that's a con man who was playing to his like best interests, and he kind of screwed over the whole party and made his own little city type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he takes the the like con man takes Chris Pine's daughter and like starts raising her as like his own, and Chris Pine escapes out of jail through jumping through a window with the bird guy that he's explaining the backstory to. And then he sees his daughter and his daughter's like, can't the daughter can't go with him because she's been like brainwashed by the con man guy. And, uh, Chris Pine is like, we need to talk to my daughter again. And then Michelle Rodriguez says in like the most monotone voice, we could shoot it. We could shoot an arrow through the window and put a note on it. And then Chris Pine says, we can't do that. That's, that's dangerous. He's like, that's just a risk we're going to have to take. And I thought that was like the funniest thing on the planet. It's like, okay, we can just walk into the castle and request to talk to uh, my daughter. And that's totally fine. We can totally do that. But we're going to use the alternative. Shoot an arrow through the window with a note on it. Potentially hit her so she can read the note. I thought that was so funny, man. That was so funny. Was it funny because it's a Monty Python reference uh, to the Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the guy in the swamp castle shoots a letter out the, out the I mean, window that, with an arrow on be, it? That could be part of it. it but is. I did think I did think that was... That, I mean, the movie's full of references to other movies yeah. and D&D and all that. So there's tons of Easter eggs in this. It hits Lancelot's uh, yes. guy. Message for you, sir! I have a message for you, sir. But yeah, that was probably my, that was probably my, I mean, there's other, obviously there's other funny moments, but like that was definitely my favorite for sure. My favorite funny scene was raising the dead because of course it was because I always play necromancer. Necromancer. (laughs) When they're in the cemetery. When they're in the cemetery. That is by far my favorite part of the whole thing because that's a legit, like that's a legit thing in the game, like a magic item that lets you just raise the dead, ask them five questions. I don't remember if it's that many in the rules. It's probably something like that, five. And, like, I remember doing... I remember using that spell, like, uh, or that item in the game, but um, usually we just... Once we kill a bunch of bad guys, we, like, bring them back just to ask them questions. Since, you know, they can't really attack you. You just have to answer five questions. So... Yeah. You know, and they kept doing it over and over again <laughs> because they they all died in battle, so they didn't get to figure out which which one knew anything. Yeah, and then the at the the last one, they only asked questions. like three or four questions, and then he's like, "Please, someone ask me a question so I can die again." <laughs> well, no, so I can rest. And then the first one was like, he's like, they kept asking each other questions, and he's like, "Yes, no, no." <laughs> he's, 
<laughs> is this the question? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, stop asking. Stop, stop answering these kind of questions. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That was so good. I, I really like that. Oh, does that count towards my questions? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, uh, another part I stood out funny was just, like, whenever uh, – it was probably the ending the ending fight when the owlbear starts wailing on the wizard. It just – it felt like – the Loki and Hulk scene out of the first Avengers movie. Where, it was better than the Loki Hulk scene. But it, it felt like it though. It was just like boom, 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 just like getting trampled yeah. by the owlbear. It was awesome. Well, I mean it, it was pretty much the same exact uh thing as they did with Loki and, and Hulk, but this time it was like they took it a little bit farther and really <laughs> slammed like <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was funny. They uh added a couple extra hits in there. Yeah, that was that. That was a good part, David. What about your favorite character? Actually, before we even get to that, what do you think Chris Pine is? Do you think he's a bard? What? What? Like what? I I'm pretty sure I know what uh what role he is. What's his class? I mean, he's set up to be a bard, although they never called him a bard the entire time. No, they didn't. See, I think he's a rogue that just happens to carry like a loot. That's what I think he is. But I think he's a rogue. But he's he's not. I mean, like, they're but they're all thieves. Like, the barbarian's a thief. The mage is a thief. Like, yeah, but we know we know for sure that she's definitely a barbarian. He's definitely a wizard, and she's definitely a druid. Yeah, we don't ever get full confirmation on what Chris Pine is. We don't know for sure. He's just like I'm the plan guy. Well, I mean, I think he's definitely a bard uh, because. He's inspirational, and like that's basically what bards do. They are they provide inspiration, and they kind of like make the party want to go on. Like they, that's like their their buffs or whatever they give. They're inspirational through song or through speech or whatever. And that's what he was. He was very inspirational. Rogues aren't necessarily inspirational, so I I would lean to him. And high, he had a high charismatic. He had, yeah, he put a lot of points in there. Yeah, he put, he put a lot of a lot of. He had a very high charisma score. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely think he was more of the um, bard side. I mean, maybe he multiclassed in bard rogue, but I mean, like, you don't really have to since, like, bard is, is a type of rogue, technically. You know, it's, in, it's, under yeah, the same subset, it's under the same subset. But yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit disappointed that his class was, like, kind of vague. We we, uh, they didn't, maybe they were planning, do you think they were planning on revealing stuff for him and if they're able to make a second movie i don't know maybe it's everybody i mean truly everybody else is very clear in what their abilities are and what they're doing except for him he seems to have no abilities like he's like yeah i mean michelle rodriguez's character fights for him like the entire he he has zero fighting skills at all so it's he put all he put all his points into charisma (laughs) (laughs) and he's not even really that great at it (laughs) He's got no. Maybe he's just not high level. I don't know. Um, the tiefling, he's a low level. The tiefling, the tiefling druid was really cool. Like seeing all the different things she turned into. I don't know. She's my favorite character. She was. She's my. I think she's my favorite character. Yeah. I'd probably have to agree because she was by far the most interesting character, and like the wallop, yeah. the wallop she gave to the the red maid, the red wizard at the end was. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Owl, her turning into an owl bear was definitely one of the highlights of the movie, so that might have a contributing factor. It but just, uh, like, it just you know, it's just kind of sad that the D and D movie that was made back in the '90s 
was so bad. It it was honestly just too early to make a, a high fantasy D&D type movie. There was no way it was going to look or be good. And we're we're now at the level of, I mean, I guess probably not now, but ever since the Lord of the Rings films Peter Jackson made, we're, we've been at the level of technology where we can make a realistic enough looking D&D world in a movie. Yeah. So it just, it just I, I'm, I'm sad. I feel like that old movie kind of like has kind of tarnished the D&D name from a. Um, well, when did. Because nowadays, D&D is like more of a, it's more of like an accepted type of hobby. Like when I, when I was a kid or when you were, when you were a kid, D&D was like, you know, Satan type of stuff going on. And that narrative has Dungeons definitely. Dungeons and Dragons, Satan's game. Yeah. It, that, that narrative has definitely switched over the course of the past couple years. D&D is definitely more of a more of a positive thing to do like it. It's more popular than it was at least. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean like it's, it's, it's always it's always been popular, I think, but it's just it's it's still just niche for whatever reason. It's still just extremely niche, I'm guessing, because I otherwise I would have hoped to see a much better, you know, turnout at the box office. Yeah. Um, it, it seems it's weird though cuz it's like it does make a lot I mean, it's not this is not like a new this is not like a new thing. D&D's been around for a while now and it makes a lot of money. D&D the the tabletop game. It makes a lot of money. It's a billion dollar company or IP or whatever. But for some reason, it seems like it's And the games are popular. You and I and Kaylee are all looking forward to Baldur's Gate 3. You know, we hear yeah. them we hear them mention Baldur's Gate like yes, Baldur's yeah, Gate. Yeah, they do mention Baldur's Gate. Never. <laughs> yeah. That's not really that's all that's all it's like <laughs> yeah. Also, uh when we when uh they're putting the party back together and they go into the um the show house or whatever where the mage is doing his really bad magic tricks but he's like he's stealing everything from the people i'm like oh my gosh this is exactly what happened in every place we went to in divinity to original sin <laughs> i literally said that to kaylee in the middle of the movie i'm like oh my gosh this is exactly what it was like you guys this is, you it is exactly what i would do you, i was like okay go talk to everybody and as you're talking to them i'm going to steal everything <laughs> It's like you and Kaylee stealing everything, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna come after us. Oh man, it was, that it was, is what happened. It was a lot of fun seeing. Like, oh, like this is exactly what it's been like. Hmm. It what it did. It didn't feel like this movie was made by like a room of like suits, like a boardroom. This felt like it, it's. It felt like they played like a D and D campaign, and then they're like, okay, let's make a movie based on this campaign that we just had. That's what it kind of felt like, more than just. Like, cause normally, you know, you get your writers and they kind of like, okay, I'm tasked with writing the Halo show. I don't know anything about Halo, but he's a sci-fi guy. This one, it felt like the writers they got for this show is like, okay, we're all into D and D. How do we make like a good story for D and D? And it's obviously it's not the most perfect story, but as far as a D and D like session would go, this is pretty accurate. Yeah, it's 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 just a kind of a generic fun fantasy story, and it's. A legit D and D setting. That's that's the thing. Like we had the lovely gelatinous cube behind our tiefling here. Yes. Like, unfortunately, I guess they were dead gelatinous cubes because they just kind of sat there. They didn't like attack. They just well, you had a mimic. That there attacked. were there's yeah. We had a mimic attack. Yeah, we had a sludge dragon that was really cool. I guess it was, there was a, a lot I guess of it was cool a, a green dragon that was killing all the all the army guys who were eventually dead. raised by uh, Chris Pines. Yes. 
What did you think about the, because uh, I know you're big on this, the uh, runtime. Do you know how long this movie is before I before I dive into that? It's two hours and change. Okay, yeah, it's it's about two hours, 15 minutes. Did it feel like two hours and 15 minutes to you? Yeah. Okay, it felt like two hours. Did it feel long? A little bit, but it wasn't awful. Like... The first it wasn't it wasn't Venom. The first thirty minutes were a little bit of a chore, but I understood why they were doing it. And then, like the movie kind of picked up, like when the when the action scenes started happening, like sure. the movie was like a roller coaster, and and not the thing that like you know it's exciting, not exciting. It's like there was parts of the movie that were like tick 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 tick, where you, you felt the time go by, and then mm-hmm. like you know when you were going down, it's like like when the action was happening, it was great, like. The paladin guy, he was he was awesome. Like uh, the when they were going, the paladin guy felt like it, he was like being controlled by the by the DM, where he's just like this super power this this guy that has no personality and he's just super overpowered and yeah. he's perfect. Look at him, he's feeding a cat. There was something. He was like this perfect person. Yeah, it's it definitely felt like that because he was way too powerful to be like a player character. Uh, yeah, but he but it was fun. Like the entire Underdark sequence was amazing. Having like the portal staff, the hither tither staff, and then the uh, the giant fat dragon. It's like, what did he do? Eat his old layer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I I don't think I've ever seen a fat dragon. Anybody in any median where they've decided like, let's just do a really fat dragon. <laughs> it was really. It was fun. <laughs> They, that, yeah, it was that, a good time. That entire sequence was was great. Like, you know, put put that against the sequence. It, it, uh, ironically, it made me think of um, Mythica and and the Wheels of Tomorrow or whatever it was. <laughs> the scene where they're trapped by their ogre inside the little like spider dinner or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was ironically very similar, but so much more fun in the D and D movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mythica did it first. Mythica. Hashtag Mythica did it first. Yeah. It was a very similar scene. Now that you're thinking about it, do, do you... Yeah, do you, you are it? right. It is a very similar scene. <laughs> Mythica did it first. They just didn't have a budget they, to like they, make it. They had no budget, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I was seeing that scene. I'm like, wow, this is a lot like Mythica. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good? That might uh, that might not be a good thing. Completely a good thing. Well, I mean, the dragon was cool. The dragon. I mean, this. Uh, see that the problem is Mythica didn't have the acting to pull it off. They also or didn't the, have the VFX budget or the, the story yeah. or the <laughs> Mythica didn't have a lot going for Mythica it. Mythica did not have a lot going for it, but just it was just it. It felt like a scene like ripped out of Mythica, put into a, a, a better movie with better effects and better actors and better budget. Like it was. It was it was a fun scene, whereas in Mythica it was like, like really that. corny. Yes, it did feel like that. Uh yeah. So I don't know. That's D and D. I mean, it was just a fun, is fun movie. I would recommend it. Would you recommend? Absolutely. it? Absolutely, go see this movie. Whoa, go see it. You're recommending something. That means you have to go see it if David's recommending it, because David doesn't like a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, if I'm if I'm recommending it, you should definitely go see it. It, it, it was fun. Like I, it just was fun like the ending ending battle was a lot of fun we saw some mage hand we saw a meteor that's a high level it's a pretty high level wizard spell i'm like yeah or yeah it's it was cool like if you if you know D stuff even if you don't like my, my wife like she was worried she was gonna hate the movie because she doesn't know D, 
And she, she said she enjoyed it after the movie. So I'm like, yeah. That's well, I mean, knowing what definitely after seeing the movie, knowing what D and D is is definitely not a prerequisite. To- no, no. I, it, it, it's it's only helpful for getting like the Easter eggs. Like the story's simple yeah. and straightforward. Like the the guy's trying to bring back his wife, which we never even talked about. And you know he's he's trying to get his daughter back from his. You know, well, his, his ultimate goal was to resurrect his wife. Chris Pine, Chris Pine is is the main main character, and the his the entire movie is him trying to get his wife resurrected using, uh, like a some a, a, a magical, magical item. item. Yeah, and in in the process, he also tries to rescue his daughter, which you, that that ends up becoming the primary goal when. Uh, you know, since there's spoilers here, when Michelle Rodriguez doesn't make it to all the way to the end, she gets brought back to life with the resurrection item and no longer can bring his wife back. But, you know, he did it for his daughter, which was really I mean, it's, it's like it's, it, made, it made like a nice touching story where like, you know, he was selfish and trying to get his wife back. But Michelle Rodriguez's character was basically his daughter's mom for her whole life. She doesn't know anything else. So. Yeah. He did it for his daughter. So it's a, it's a touching, good, you know, story. It's it's perfectly fine. It's not it's nothing brand new. It's uh, that's going to revolutionize the way movies are told, but it revolutionizes the way D and D movies are shown because we finally got a budget. We got to see actual D and D like creatures instead of just dragons. Because like in the old D and D movie, they pretty much just like we got dragons. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. So we're only going to show dragons. Yeah, so we got a couple dragons in this movie. We got the the green dragon, a red dragon, and then like the animated dragon statues. So I guess that kind of counts as another dragon. Yeah, sure. Why not? We got tieflings, gelatinous cubes, mimics. We got like, there was was lots of little creatures that I didn't recognize because I'm not like up on the newest monster manual. Maybe our any monster manual. For that matter, I haven't looked at my (laughs) D&D books in a while. And there's like tons of creatures running around. I'm like, man. That's an Easter egg. That's an Easter egg. That's an Easter egg. I just don't know what these things are. <laughs> There's Easter eggs all over, all over the place. I mean, this movie basically has one big Easter egg. It's it's fun, and it didn't feel like that modern, like garbage stuff. That like it wasn't like girl bosses are us. The the movie. I mean, yeah, there were a lot. There are a lot of women in the film, but I mean, like she's a barbarian. She, she does she, barbarian things. She's a she's a rogue. She does rogue things, and then like the wizard is like, you know, he's sure of himself until he like you know becomes a man or whatever, and like you know a, you know you know <laughs> until he becomes <laughs> a man, becomes a man and hits himself. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you know you know and then you know Chris Pine's character is like a comic relief character. He's just like gets his feet tied up in some rope that he knocked down and didn't realize where he was standing. It's just very, like, kind of cliche-ish things that happen that are just, like, yep. your, your cliche comic relief type things. But, you know. Exactly. Fine. Exactly. They make the necromancers the bad guys. Such a shame. I, they're always the bad guys. <laughs> Why is it always the necromancers? Necromancers can because be they're be dealing, they're bringing dead people back to life. What? Do you, that is not a like a positive thing. Of course, it's, it's a positive. Darker. That's well, not no. these not are positive. these were extra bad necromancers. They just turned regular people into undead instead of like <laughs> instead of just bringing back already dead things. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were extra bad necromancers. <laughs> yeah, they were extra bad. They were killing people to bring them back. 
instead yeah. of just bringing back whatever you know was laying around. <laughs> whatever's laying around, they just brought that. They they that that's a weird way to think of it. They they necromanced and turned alive people into dead people. Yep. But like they're alive. They're they turned alive people into alive dead people. Interesting take. Interesting take they had there. So yeah. bring the one thing that like kinda didn't ring true for me in the in the just 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 an aside, like the original trailers the synopsis trailer where they said they accidentally stole something that was like that, you know, may I mean like it, it was the kind of the plot, but it was kinda underplayed versus like how the original uh story trailer was you know told. Yeah, it was a little different, but you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It was just kind of like hmm, kind of not exactly what I was expecting, but okay, it's fine. Exactly it was marketed. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was a very different story for the central aspect of the story than how the movie was marketed, which is, is fine. It was just it was just strange because I was like, you know, I had in my mind I was expecting them to make a big deal about this artifact, which they didn't really make a big deal about it. No, like it was the entire there, time. But... Yeah. Meh. Yeah, so D and D, go see it. Absolutely, hundred percent recommend. I want another one. I want another one. <laughs> so do I. I need you. I need you to go see these movies. This Listen, movie. I funded for all those people that like Avatar out there. I fu- I'm funding Avatar too. I went to see it multiple times. I did my part. Now please do something for me and go see D and D. I don't know if people like Avatar as much as you though, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, but like, look how much money it made. I mean, people went to go see it. I'm not saying they didn't, but also, like, I don't know. I I don't know anyone that likes Avatar nearly as much as you like Avatar. I don't know anybody who likes Star Trek as much as you. See? Yeah, you do. I do. Oh, kind of. Well, you didn't meet them at the wedding, but you'll 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 meet them at the graduation party, Stuart. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh yeah, I mean, no, you, you you've been on with Stuart, right? Yeah, yeah, we talked to like physically met him though. No, no, yeah, but on the podcast you, you've met Stuart. Yeah, you, you know you, you know someone else's. Okay, <laughs> equal. I mean, it's it's equal. Okay, fine. Your goal is to now find somebody who likes Avatar more than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know anyone who likes it even as much as you. It's gonna be hard to find someone who likes it more than you. <laughs> Exactly. I guess I'll, once I meet James Cameron, then I'll have met the person who likes Avatar more than you. <laughs> <laughs> I've met the source of the Avatar. <laughs> I think I think that's what it would take, honestly. I think the source of the Avatar? There's got to be like an Avatar person out there that yeah, likes an Avatar more. super fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. I don't have like posters or anything. Do I? <laughs> you just bought them you didn't even know you bought them framed them hung them on your wall and you didn't even realize it exactly but yeah go see D&D uh, email david at synthahawks at yahoo.com because that's an efficient way to get in contact with us because mm-hmm. don't use the comment section and if we ever get uh, some emails that are like not spam you know maybe we'll read them on the air and answer them live so you know maybe I'll read them give them to me I'll read it <laughs> There you go, Brian. Brian needs your emails. He said, please email us at synthaholics at yahoo.com. Anyways, until next time, Dungeons and Dragons, Satan's Game.
going to get you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Until next time, guys. <laughs>